You are listening to the Living Room Confessional Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Living Room Confessional Podcast. I am your host, Courtney. Today's word is comparison. Comparison is a consideration or estimate of the similarities or dissimilarities between two things or people. Have you heard that comparison is the thief of joy? If God made each of us as an individual and has blessed us with gifts, why do we look at the person next to us and covet and compare our gifts, our life, our relationships, or our presence in this world to theirs. What does that say about us and our faith? If we are so concerned with what someone else has, are we not stewarding what we have been given? There's a saying that comparison is the death of progress. Why do you need what they have if God has called you to more? It's merely a distraction to what you have been called to establish as part of your purpose. Galatians 6, 4 through 5 says, make careful exploration of who you are and the works you have been given and then sink yourself into that don't be impressed with yourself don't compare yourself with others each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life we all struggle with comparisons in one form or another because it's what we have been conditioned to do it's literally everywhere books movies tv and it's in music After my divorce, Sierra came out with a song called I Bet. And baby, let me tell you, that was my anthem for my divorce and our failed attempts at reconciliation. I was all in my feelings singing that song so loud. And the lyrics say, I bet you start loving me soon as I start loving somebody else, somebody better than you. This part, though, where she says, is that your B over there giving me the ugly stare, the one with the silicone ass and the Brazilian hair? I mean, come on. Really, that entire song is about competition and comparison. At the time, I believe she put that out when she was going through a breakup, which is probably why I resonated with it so much. Now that I hear the lyrics, it means something so different. And... Back then, I'm sure for her, it meant something very different than what it kind of looks like now. But now when I hear that song, all I hear is subjective comparison when I listen, and I do not like that song anymore. Subjective comparison is when your comparison is influenced by emotions or opinions. Let's switch it up, and I'll give you another example. Think about the movie Mean Girls. Of course, I'm going to talk about Mean Girls, but if you've seen it, you know. I think most of us have seen it, at least I I think we have, but everybody in that movie is obsessed with Regina George and wants to be just like her. They love the attention that she gets, but everyone also hates her because she's just an awful person. If you take away the money, the popularity, the makeup, and the clothes, what's left? An insecure girl with emotional trauma and deep-rooted identity issues. This is what everyone was trying to become once the curtain was pulled back. You can't just pick and choose certain pieces of someone's life that you want. You have to take all of it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Which is a great movie, by the way. But that's what you have to do if you truly want to attain it. 
Anyone can put on makeup and look better. What they wanted was her status, but what came with that was tearing down others, diminishing their value, lying, and just becoming awful, just like she was. Enter Katie Herring. (laughs) If Mean Girls is not your movie, I can do another one. So one of my favorite movies is Men of Honor, and I just watched it yesterday. If you have not seen it, I 10 out of 10 highly recommend it. But this movie is laced with comparison of blacks and whites. Petty Officer Carl Brashear was a black man who was not allowed to be better than the white Navy men because they could not be seen as equal. Where's the comparison? It's tucked into the racism. Stick with me. My favorite scene is when Cuba Gooding Jr., who plays Carl, is on the ship and he and some of the other uh, black cooks, because they're all cooks, <laughs> don't ask me why, come out of the kitchen because it's, it's obviously hot. All of the white sailors are swimming and the black sailors are just kind of up at the top, um, on the top deck or whatever, looking down and watching them swim. Well, Carl decides that he wants to go swimming. To give you some perspective, black sailors can only swim on Tuesdays. And as one of his co-sailors, I don't know what they're called, um, told him, it's Friday. So it was not their day to swim. But Gooding's character decides to jump into the ocean anyway. And Carl doesn't get out of the water when they tell him to, which leads to him racing to one of the buoys as a white sailor tries to catch him and get him back on the ship. When Gooding's character reaches the buoy before the white sailor, you immediately see the impact. The black sailors are like losing their minds. They're so happy. The white sailors are just angry and just like, how did you let him win? (laughs) And the white sailor that was in the water swimming, like you see it on his face immediately, like the impact that this has. The fact that he lost to a black sailor, there's just anger, frustration and like failure on his face. That's comparison. Even though the white sailor was the best swimmer on the ship, the fact that he was beat out by a black sailor, it made him feel like he was less and it automatically made him a failure. After that scene, it kind of cuts like Cuban Jr. starts floating in the water because he's like celebrating and you don't find out anything that happens to the white sailor. But this scene is brought up in other parts of the movie and it actually the scene that catapults the movie into him going to diving school and him being the fastest swimmer on the ship and being like he's given all these different opportunities. So such a great movie. Master Diver Petty Officer Carl Brashear is a real person. And this movie is actually like an adaptation of the story of his life. There is no one else that you can really compare him to when you read about him. It's just it's a phenomenal story. And I'm currently reading a book called Can't Hurt Me by David Groggins. And he's in the Navy SEAL. So he's the only thing they have in common are they're both like black Navy men. That's it. It's so wonderful how impactful both of their stories are because of how they decided to live their lives and how they pushed forward and made a difference for others without even trying to. And I highly recommend this book as well. To compare the two of them would diminish the things that they accomplished as individuals. So I'm not going to go there on here. David will get a spotlight in a different episode. If you have not read the book, highly recommend it, especially if you want to learn how to become mentally disciplined. I cannot recommend this book enough. This is what I mean when I say comparison diminishes who you are. As an individual, you were born to be different. It annoys the world out of me when people look at my sister and I 
And they look at my parents in shock and they're like, they're nothing alike. They're so different. And I'm like, why are you shocked that we are different people? We are not the same person, even though we have the same parents. But let's be real, you guys. We did not have the same upbringing either. (laughs) And I think this needs to be acknowledged when you have multiple children. The first child is the practice child. So obviously the second and third will not be subjected to all those photo (laughs) shoots. And they will be brought up with more of a stable household structure. And by this, I mean like the trial and error period that you had with the first kid is probably over and the parents have a better idea of what their parental style is going to be. So it's going to be different. And I can say that because I'm the youngest child and I watched my sister go through her childhood. And then when she went to college, my upbringing was very different than when she was in high school. By the time I got to high school, my parents are a little more lenient. Let's just be real. It's so funny because I always wonder when parents have twins or multiples and like if they, you know, one shot done, like do all of those kids have the same upbringing? Forget like boy or girl, just because it's all trial and error and these are your first kids. It's I just find it very interesting. That's my philosophy on how different siblings are. And it's so funny because this morning uh, my pastor actually talked about this with his kid and how his oldest son was his practice child and how his younger two have it way easier because they worked out the kinks with the first one. But anyway, I'm going to get back on topic. When you are comparing anything, it will minimize one of the subjects. Someone isn't smarter, prettier, or more capable. Why can't both things be acceptable? When one is maximized, the other is automatically devalued and put down as lesser. Everything and everyone has its own place. The world is literally big enough. I get in trouble comparing my place in this world to those who have come before me. As if they're going to take away opportunities that I want for myself because they were here first. Rather than seeing the benefit that someone has laid the foundation and paved the way for me so that when they're gone, I can take over the work that they started. I sometimes see them as competition. This is why comparison kills joy and progress. It's because we allow it to drive our progress and possibilities off the nearest cliff. So you guys, let's do a self-reflection exercise. This is new. So have you ever had a really, really good idea that you were super pumped about and you think that this is like one of the most innovative ideas that you have ever had? Then you get online or you share it with someone else and you realize that someone else is doing it and it's bigger than what you thought of. So you quit right then and there. Not realizing that the differences in your ideas and theirs could make your dreams even bigger. Looking at what they have already done is your opportunity to make plans that go even further than theirs. This is comparison killing progress. When I started this podcast, I made an ambitious decision that I would put out an episode every week. And you know what? I did. So round of applause for me. (laughs) After I went on my first break, I studied other podcasts because I wanted to get better, but I began to compare mine to theirs. That's all it took to steal the joy I once had making episodes. I started pulling in guests with larger followings that I found online, and it was a nightmare, and it brought on so much stress. 
Mentally, I was just exhausted. My numbers grew, but I mean, at what cost? I lost the joy I once had in the creative process and everything felt like work. I became inconsistent and I wanted to quit. And we talked about that in the last episode, me trying to quit two times. Had I kept my eyes on my own work, I would have never experienced the setbacks that I am now working to overcome today. So speaking of the last episode, I spoke about being insecure. And this falls into the same category as comparison. If you want to know what it feels like to be insecure, compare yourself to someone else. It's amazing how quickly we find reasons and new ways to devalue ourselves. I say ourselves because I am not immune to this just because I'm talking about it. I own up to it. Being self-aware and acknowledging that you do this is step one. Walking around like you have no insecurities will only make it worse. Comparison is a product of insecurities and insecurities is a result of comparison. The direct correlation between these two attributes is a simple trait of humanity that no one can escape. Even if you were locked up alone in a dark room, you would compare yourself to the people outside of that room and think that there was something wrong with you to justify the reason why you are locked up in the room and they are not. Comparison is our brain's way of benchmarking us on an internal scale of how we compare to our counterparts and others in the world. Let me say comparison can be good if its intent is to drive results in a healthy way and not diminish a lesser subject. At the end of the day, everything we do is subjectively based on the intent of the outcome and what follows. The why and the what. Why are you performing this action and what do you intend to do with the results? Matthew McConaughey, y'all know I love Matthew McConaughey, but Matthew McConaughey said in his 2014 Oscars acceptance speech, and I'm going to paraphrase, but he said his hero is him in 10 years. That's the person he chases, not the person to the right or the left, but the person he wants to become. Once he gets to himself in 10 years, he'll start chasing the person he wants to become in the next 10 years. This is the counterattack of comparison. This is progress. Your focus should be on God and chasing after who he created you to be. There is room for everyone to succeed. And success is not the same for everyone, which is why there is so much room for everyone. Comparison can only hold ground where you plant roots. Make each day about striving to fulfill your purpose and counterattacking the ideas of comparison that pop up in your life. You have what you need for where you were going and stay in your lane. Think about it this way. The car next to you might be shiny, but on the inside, the engine might be preparing to blow up at the next light. Stop looking at what is behind or next to you and move forward. Blinders are necessary here because with each longing gaze that we give the car next to us, we lose focus on the road ahead of us. And then we run the risk of veering into another lane and crashing. Hold on to your joy and progress and leave comparison to those who don't want to get anywhere in life. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I loved this episode. I still love it. I'm doing it right now. I love it. (laughs) But I hope you guys liked it and you enjoyed it. I can't wait to hear back from you guys and what you think and to have some really good conversations and feedback on 
what you got from it and if I said anything that you guys didn't agree with. Don't be afraid to disagree with me. I welcome it. So just let me know how you feel. I love getting the feedback. Um, I don't think there is any bad feedback unless you're trying to be an a-hole. But (laughs) yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and you got something from it. And as always, I will see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye.